Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now, welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. A quick note. At the request of one of the interviewees, the podcast was updated on the 26th of January, 2018. Today's conversation is with Gunesh Alton Gunesh, Chris Dawson, and Norapak Shi, who were three entrepreneurs I met at a recent event that I attended in Singapore. Gunish is a director of marketing, Chris is a director of business development, and Norapat is a research fellow at the National University of Singapore. The event was organized by the Business Development Society of Singapore. The first conversation is with Gunesh, who is a co-founder and organizing member of the Business Development Society of Singapore, and reveals details about herself and some of the background and motivations behind organizing the event called OTOT. It's like a circle. We are trying to build like a self-sustaining community. In the second conversation, Chris Dawson reveals something typical of many entrepreneurs, that they work for multiple organizations, in this case, BAM, a marketing company, and Nimbus Design Consultant, a company he works for and run by his wife. She's a brain, she's a designer, she knows where she wants the company to go. In the third and final conversation, Norapat Shi reveals his background as a research scientist at the National University of Singapore and the route he has taken to become an entrepreneur in the field of medical science. So basically, a lot of people in my lab, we catch snakes, different venomous animals, ticks, leeches. These conversations are typical and demonstrate the varied backgrounds and experiences of entrepreneurs that attend these events. So now, without further delay, let's begin with Gunesh Alton Gunesh. So, hi, Gunesh. Um... Can you just tell us why we're here tonight? Hi, Neville. Thank you for coming this evening. It's awesome to have you here. Um, we are here today for the our networking event, OTOT, which is the own time, own target. Apparently, it's a military thing in Singapore. Did you know that? OTOT is own time, own target. So you network as fast as you like and... We don't have a facilitation or a sharing session with this networking event, but we have another networking event, which is called Connections Over Coffee, uh, COC. We have a sharing session there, and it is with facilitation. We help you get over your public speaking fears as well, like you did for me now. This calls it, I think this counts as a public speaking, speaking to a mic. And yeah, we are here for the small business owners and entrepreneurs to get together and meet with each other, uh, build long-term relationships, or at least take the first step to building uh, the long-term relationships and hopefully collaborate and grow together. So yeah, that's why we're here. 
So how long have you been doing this? I have been involved uh, with Business Development Society. It's like one and a half year. And before that, Gary started this uh, community in 2015. So after we actually met at one of the networking events with Gary, and then now we're working together. So networking events are awesome. That's what I can say. How long have you lived in Singapore? Two years now. In Christmas, 26th December, it's going to be two years. And why did you choose Singapore? Uh, we used to live in Belgium, and then we had enough of Europe. Like we said, so let's have another adventure. We came to Asia, and Singapore was like the first came to mind, and everyone was just like suggesting here. So we came, and we stayed more than a year. Yeah. How long do you plan to stay in Singapore? I really don't know. I really don't know. We'll see. We really like here. What's the purpose of the Business Development Society? To bring the small business owners and entrepreneurs together, um, help them grow. Um, in 2018, we are planning now for the next year. And in the plans, we are going to have a lot of seminars, a lot of educational seminars and talks from other entrepreneurs and small business owners and also big company owners, hopefully. So we're talking with the, some of the speakers already. And so like we are trying to give as much as we can back to the society, that you can say. How many of you are in the Business Development Society? Oh my God, I've never counted. Uh, we, we have Gary, like he's the founder. I'm now the co-founder. And we have like the core team members, which is I think five or six people. And then we have the part-timers helping us. So I guess 10 to 15 as a organization already. And then we're gonna, we're gonna have like memberships in 2018. We are now building the infrastructure for that. So yay. Is it a profit-making organization or...? No, no. Uh, so whatever comes in, it's, it goes back to the marketing, operations. And so like, it's like a circle. It, it, we are trying to build like a self-sustaining uh, community. So it will help the small business owners and then we're going to be finding the resources for them. So yeah, that's the idea. And where did the idea come from? Gary. <laughs> so like it came from Gary definitely. Uh yeah, when he first started, he really wanted yeah, I really think you should talk to him too because like he is the public speaker one, not me. That's first. And then it, because it was his first it was first his idea to create this community and like create something for the small business owners and entrepreneurs and Having the self-sustaining uh, community is the best to do it. Like, if it sustains itself, then what, what do you need? What else do you need? So, And um, where is Gary now? <laughs> He's in Thailand helping uh, people, actually, yeah, with business. There is a... I really don't know the details, but, like, they are teaching people how to make their lives better by business and like 
don't have bad habits so like get them out of the bad habits with business so they are really doing a project there okay thank you very much and what i'll do now is i'll try and talk to a few of the attendees and um see find out why they're here okay thank you very much thank you too thanks gunesh for that brief overview of the Business Development Society of Singapore and your enthusiasm in organizing the event. And so to our second conversation with business developer Chris Dawson. Can you just introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Chris Dawson and I am the business director for BAM, uh, which is a joint venture in Singapore. Uh, and I also uh, do business development for a branding company called Nimbus Design. And how long have you lived in Singapore? I've lived in Singapore for since April 2007, for a little more than 10 years. I moved here from uh, North Carolina. Uh, I followed my wife. Uh, the, the branding company, Nimbus Design, is hers. So I married into the business, so to speak. She's the brain. She's the designer. She knows where she wants the company to go. But it's my role to do business development and go out and network. What exactly does your company do? Uh, so Nimbus Design is, a, like I said, a branding company. Uh, but the company that I represent tonight is called BAM, and we're a marketing company. Uh, and we help uh, business owners with their sales. Uh, one of the things they're having problems with uh, these days, with the market being so competitive, is who can they call to make that next sale? Uh, they know what they're doing. They're really good at what they do. Uh, but what they need is they need, they need new leads. Uh, they've, so they've already sold everybody they can, and the referrals are tapped out. And we help them generate leads uh, based on their product and their service. So why did you choose Singapore? Uh, my wife is from Singapore. Yeah. So she's com- effectively she's coming back home? Yes. Yeah, she, she, she and her best friend, uh, they started up the company. Uh, her friend went to the UK to do some freelance branding while my wife was in America. Uh, then life happened. They both had children. And they said, hey, let's get, let's get the band back together. Let's move back to Singapore. Let's start, back, start the company back up. Uh, and if we're going to work really hard, why not just work hard for ourselves? Just, let's, let's be business owners. And what do you hope for, to get from an evening like today? Well, tonight I'm looking for uh, two kinds of people. Uh, the first one are business owners that uh, they need marketing help because they need to focus on what they do best. And if they're doing marketing or if they're doing sales or if they're doing BD, they're not doing their core business. Uh, and the other one is I'm looking for collaborators much like yourself. Uh, so as a marketing company, um, a lot of my clients, they would benefit from podcasting. But I don't want to do that myself. I want to work with people that know what they're doing and they can do it really well. So I'm looking for collaborators and business partners. And your office isn't too far from here. so no, how f- it's actually uh, it's a five-minute walk. Uh, we work at Spaces, opposite the National Library. And how did you find out about this event? Meetup. Uh, as part of my business development activities, I enjoy networking. So I look at Meetup every day. You never know if there's a new Meetup going on. Uh, or if you missed one. So, yeah. In Singapore, Meetup tends to be used quite a lot, but there are other apps or sites that are used. Can you just tell us if you know of any other sites? Sure. Uh, the other ones that I visit quite frequently is going to be Internations, uh, which I believe is for the expat community. It's more social, but there's a lot of business happening over wine and beer. Uh, and then the other one that I recently discovered uh, is Eventbrite. Uh, there's a lot of free events on Eventbrite, uh, where for some reason a lot of the meetups are, are moving over to that platform. I don't know why, uh, but 
those are some of the platform that I use. And then um, you've got BNI, Business Network International. Uh, they do a lot of events. And then there's some social groups like the Lions Club. Uh, when you go do social stuff, and invariably you're going to meet someone that uh, has the same kind of passion and dreams that you do, and you work with them as well. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Thank you very much, and um, we'll keep in touch. All right, man. Have a good night. Thanks. Thanks, Chris, for giving your advice on marketing, the types of entrepreneurs you're looking for, and the quick guide to where to find meetings with entrepreneurs. And so to our third and final conversation with research fellow Norapat Shi. I'm with uh, another visitor to the event, Norapat. So Norapat, can you just introduce yourself? Well, my name is Norapat. Um, I was born in Thailand. Uh, been in Singapore for five and a half years now. So I was a research scientist at at NUS. Uh, why did you come to Singapore in particular? Uh, it was, well, originally I came here for a PhD. So I, I completed that. I mean, I the reason I picked Singapore wasn't because of Singapore. Because um, I, there, there was a research that I liked. It was basically, I mean, I, I was really into developing kind of like drugs. Or like, um, like, like, like medical devices, things like that. So, I mean, I think um, I, after my master's in Toronto, I was kind of looking for labs which had like a product, you know, some, some kind of something that was potentially commercializable. So I found my, my current boss who was in Singapore and then I, yeah, I just came over here. We worked out a project. So basically, a lot of people in my lab, we catch snakes different venomous animals, ticks, leeches. A lot of these animals, they, they have venom that contains a lot of different molecules that can be used to develop into therapeutic drugs. So, I mean, snakes, for example, will have, um, like, you know, they, they, they sometimes kill small animals, mice, whatever, by, like, in, injecting um, uh, large doses of protein that prevent the blood to clot. Right, so at a lower dose, like in for for these animals, actually these small animals, when the snake injects the, the, the these molecules, the their, their venom, it kills the animals because maybe causes like like internal bleeding, right? You know, but you take that molecule and you use it as at a lower dose in humans, and it becomes a drug. It prevents blood clotting, so you can use it for say patients with heart disease. So, what do you hope to get out of this evening? Oh, it's a, it's a really long story, actually. Very long story. I mean, for the past year, um, our, some members of our team were thinking of um, doing a startup, basically to further develop our molecule. Um, but we, we talked to quite a number of venture capital firms, um, different pharmaceutical companies, things like that. And I think one of the issues right now is the drug is in such an early stage that these there's no real big interest from the pharma even though you know like we've done the animal work so many times it's such a good effect it's like like basically we're planning to market this anticoagulant for use in a procedure called PCI 
or percutaneous coronary intervention. Basically, when a patient comes in the hospital with a heart attack, um, they it's, it's basically caused by a clot formation inside the vessels inside your heart, right? So these patients get triaged to the um, the cath lab where cardiologists will insert catheters to perform to open up a stent inside the artery inside your heart. Now, um, during this procedure, it's they require like a drug that prevents the blood to clot. Okay. Currently, the drug they use, heparin, is actually it works to a certain extent, but also comes along with many side effects. So some patients, some some patients have an allergy to, to heparin. Others, like they find that they bleed a lot after the procedure. Um, even like gastric bleeding, intracranial bleeding inside the brain, you know. So, our our drug in in animal models, we actually found that can prevent the blood to clot inside the stents, but also have a much lower rate of bleeding. So this, this is basically perfect for this, you know. But I think that with the way the drug industry has um, it's been working over the past many years it's because drug development has kind of like the the price has really gone up you know, a lot by a lot sometimes for some drugs it takes 500 million usd to 1 billion usd to actually develop it from discovery to to approval for the market and plus long long amounts of time yeah. So we got this drug, we were really excited, we wanted to do the startup, okay, we went to the VCs, a lot of the VCs, a lot of the pharma were kind of scared of the risk, even though they, they saw such a good effect. Um, so, you know, we wanted to build a company, but currently the university owns the patent. So we were, we thought we had to find investment first to negotiate the license to our company. But currently we still couldn't do that. And so the current plan is to apply for government funding to further develop this. So I'm hoping the Singaporean government will grant us um, you know, some grant money to, to push this further because it'll, I think it'll make a huge impact to the world. But anyways, so because of this, we, we're not able to build a company right now. So for me, I mean, my aim, I'm really excited about startups and things like that. So I'm thinking outside of the research field, like you know, the, the, the pharma field, there must be like other startup opportunities, right? In Singapore, it's, it's filled with IT people, app developers, software developers, you know, it's everywhere here. They're, 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 they're all over the place. And the, the thing is, in these fields, like, you know, Software, software. More, there's more softwares, more apps coming out each year than like way, way more than say a drug or a medical device. So you know this. I, I like to kind of like. I, I have a lot of ideas. I feel you know there's many things inside the lab, um, inside like the hospitals, um, that that I know of many unmet need, many issues, which can you know we. We can develop some IT-based solutions for, and but you know the the issue is that a lot of the IT people who develop softwares, apps, their 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 field of knowledge is really for like like you know like 
they're, they're developing apps for normal daily use, right? Because that's all they know. So I feel that, you know, I can provide like a medical perspective, um, a, a more lab research perspective and, and find out the unmet need that can match their products. So that, that's why I'm here. The best providers of solutions are people that have um, field knowledge as well as ability to program and code as well as ability to critically think about um, where the problems are. I would have to add that you're on the right lines there where you want to take your knowledge in the medical field and combine that with um, coding knowledge or somebody with a coding knowledge and then use that to create a startup in a specific area that you know about and you know where there is a problem. So, So I would have to agree with you there. So you, you said you were uh, from Thailand. What made you choose Singapore? Well, I mean, after Thailand, when I was 17, I went to study in Toronto. So I did my undergrad and my master's there. And I think, like, you know, um, in doing a master's, like, I, that, that was one of the first, like, experiences that I really had in research. And I kind of discovered that. You know, the, the reason I got into science in the first place was because I really liked bringing products, like scientific products, out into the market. That's what fascinates me. I like developing drugs, developing devices. But most scientists, they go into science not for that. You know, they go into science because they like a phenomenon. They, they, they like the biology of it. They like a theory, you know. They, they, they like that way of thinking. And they like to be in you know, uh, kind of like that little world. I'm not like that, you know. And I, I felt like I really like to combine science and business. After my master's, I tried to start up a company, not not like a tech startup, but with you know we, we were doing a little startup with a friend. Like um, this was 2010, 2011. So I because I worked in a lab in Toronto and we noticed that a lot of these labs you know that I worked in and my friends worked in they were buying expensive like reagents you know from standard kind of um, companies in North America and at that time no one knew about Alibaba.com no one knew in North America about Taobao whatever right you know I knew about it I, I, I went on Taobao Alibaba you know they were selling glassware lab reagents sodium chloride whatever yeast for cheap, much cheaper than what the providers, than what the companies in North America were providing it for. So we're like, wow, you know, we could be like, you know, just buy and supply these these guys, right? We we went out, did customer interviews, but eventually just didn't work. I mean, like the, the payment system somehow, like at that time and still, like, people don't, at that, they were like, you know what, what are you doing? China products? That's not going to work. Scientists, you know, and also hospital Practitioners, they're very like follow the procedure, you know. So, didn't work out. So, I wanted to do other business, right? But the question is, I don't know coding. I'm not into that IT. And by that, at that time, I didn't, you know, I realized, okay, my strong point was the medical field, the research field. But, you know, and I needed to find a research product, like a medical product that I can push out there. So I thought, you know what, 
I might as well do a PhD to go deeper to understand what's going on, but at the same time, pick a project that had a potential marketable product. And the problem is most scientists, as I mentioned before, they go into science because they like the phenomenon, not the product. So in North America, not only North America, but everywhere around the world, you know, they, most labs in the world, they, they'll say things like, oh, I do very translational work, you know, very commercializable work, but that's for applying for grants. But when it comes down to the actual practice, they're doing like, you know, basic research, right? So it, there was only very few options that I had. So I just kept searching online. I saw my current boss's name on a Discovery Channel site, basically about like talking about snake venom use as medicine. So, you know, that... that that, that just made me think, hey, you know, that's, that's a really cool product. That's why I came here, just for, for that lab. Is there any, anything else that might be interesting that you think I should know about you, yourself? Oh, uh, depends what you mean by interesting. I mean, I, I just told you earlier, I, we, um, I, I've been, I like learning languages a lot. Well, not um, started learning Mandarin seriously about a year. Now I can speak to Singaporean people Singaporean Chinese people on an average like normal level and where did you learn your Mandarin myself just just for myself just like go talk to people and then you know like whenever I meet I encounter like a, a new word something I don't know a phrase I don't know I just note it down I go home I just memorize so would you say that was a hobby or is that something you hope to use in your business activities in the future? Um, both. I mean, I, my, well, although I'm from Thailand, my mom's Thai, my dad's from Taiwan. So like that's, so basically I have um, partial Chinese heritage. So I think for a long time, like growing up in Thailand, I wanted to learn Chinese, but no environment. I didn't. And when I was younger, you know, I just couldn't focus. Like when... My, my dad sent me to Saturday school to study Mandarin, but as soon as he sent me off, I would just, like, you know, the, the class was from 10, 10 a.m. to 12. He would send me at the door of the, the school. He would leave. I would go play Counter-Strike, and then come back at 12, and then just stand there. Hey, you know, I'm back. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Nora Pat, and we'll keep in touch. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Narapat, for taking us through your research in medical science, the efforts you and your colleagues put into building a startup, the challenges you encounter, how you plan to overcome them in the future, and your tips on learning Chinese. And finally, if any of you would like to get in touch with any of my guests, links will be placed on the website. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.